Hello everybody. So welcome back to Coffee Protocol podcast. This is your host Baristan Bike. So this is the second part of the two-part series with Komal and Akshay again. We'll jump back to the conversation where we left. So let's begin. You need to get at least 30% profitability on it. Now, uh, I think there's one mistake that people make in general is they don't put a value in the time they spend. It's going to be a long episode. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's quite a while, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's going to be good content. Yeah. I said no using bad words it's in this a, podcast. It's not a bad word. Good. It's, it's actually a part of human body. Yeah. <laughs> Now, coming back to the estate side of it, uh, uh, coffee and pepper normally is su- supposed to be the money earner, as we say, for it to run. Do you have any other fruits or any other cash crop or any other crop that is going growing in your estates? No, I mean, I'm. So we we experimented with some avocados this year. Okay. Now there's, so. I'd like to think of myself as 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 like an entrepreneur to some extent, mm-hmm. and uh, having run a couple of businesses, uh, okay. I think in terms of numbers and okay. ease of doing business. Okay. Now with f- fresh fruit, the problem is the prices. For example, for avocados, is the lowest when it's season time. Correct. Right. Yeah. It's twenty bucks a kilo here. Yeah. So then you need to figure out. Um, Sorry, how many bucks? Twenty rupees a kilo. Twenty rupees a kilo. Yeah, it comes down to that much during peak season. Wow. Okay. So we basically set up a logistics setup uh, to transport to Bangalore and so on, mm-hmm. and sell there. Okay. And uh, um, it's not worth the effort. Okay. Uh, if it's not, we're already doing an estate which theoretically isn't worth the effort if you ask most people. Mm-hmm. So why pick something else that's not worth the effort? They're just going to add to something. That yeah. Is so at least with coffee and pepper, it's it's crops that can be stored and sold at a time when the prices suit our requirements. Okay. But if you're doing something like fresh fruit or vegetables, mm-hmm. you are at the mercy of of the buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing we've learned with South India Coffee Company is there is a value for the middleman. Okay. Um, and also when we did our exercise with with the distribution of avocados in Bangalore. Yeah. It's a lot of effort for very little payout. Makes sense because you have to manage a lot of things from yep. end to end. So basically, we had the uh, uh, our car was transported from here to Bangalore, picked up and delivered in Bangalore. Okay. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort for for. Uh, Not a lot of profit, let's say. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like also that is that is a perspective. Um, from because he comes from from a tech background mm-hmm. or things like that, mm-hmm. he understands what the profits to you know a pro, uh, what a profit margin is in in the tech company. Mm-hmm. So that is that is what he he correlates to. So so it's a very numerical number based Correct. thing, right? In terms of in terms of agriculture, it's very very different. It's yeah. it's it's not always you know you're going to put X and you're going to get 
X into mm -hmm. 50. Yeah, that yeah. does not work yeah. in agriculture. I mean, but that's how he wants to, you know, it, I it, ideally it should work like profitability, that. You have to get at least 30% profitability for it to be a sustainable business. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it's agriculture or not agriculture, uh, if you're starting a new venture mm -hmm. and you're putting in effort, your mm -hmm. time, mm -hmm. you need to get at least 30% profitability on it. Now, uh, I think there's one mistake that people make in mm -hmm. general is they don't put a value on the time they spend. Yeah, because they they take that for granted and they don't, they don't put it in their total math. Correct. That's what I, yeah. And and he always says, you know, hey, okay, you've made a profit, but okay, did you pay yourself a salary? Correct. And that makes sense, right? Like you yeah. have to pay yourself a salary. If you were working or I was working for someone else, correct. my whole time was dedicated to that. Correct. I would have gotten a salary. Correct, correct, correct. I mean... Ideally, it's a business if you can have someone done it for you and you're paying them a salary to do your job. Yes, it should not be just solely dependent on you because you're not taking a salary. Because then it's not scalable. It's Correct. not a business. Yeah. It's, it's not a business if it's not scalable. Then it's your lifestyle. I like the way he thinks. I mean, it's it's very similar <laughs> to... I remember when I spoke to Matt from Blue Takai. He has a very similar kind of a thought process. Mm. He's, he's, he's also a number guy uh, uh, from what I know. True. He's very He's very... Like stick to like, you know, business as business. Mm. So, I mean, I, I like the way he thinks and probably you think a little differently. No, I think I think I completely agree with the fact that any business you'd pick up, there's no point in just pumping in money, right? You Correct. have to, you have to. But I understand that at times if you're creating or trying to create a brand, mm -hmm takes a certain amount of effort before a payout. But uh, we are talking about fruit here. Yeah. Or no. uh, auxiliary income. Yeah. So why would I spend time doing that when that could be my downtime when I prepare for something else, which is basically what my real business is. Yeah. yeah. It's like an opportunity cost or yeah. opportunity investment yeah. that you have. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you this. Avocado season is before coffee picking. Mm -hmm. If I have 200 trees of avocado, I'm going to be exhausted by the time coffee picking starts. Makes sense. Okay. So, I mean, we have to think really global not not i mean you have to think of everything not just the wide view yeah, and not exactly just, uh, yeah now coming back to the plantation side of it uh, and I, I remember you you did mention earlier that with an estate like this uh, you would have your own set of challenges what are the main challenges that you face uh, running an estate like this i mean so I'm quite particular with the way I want things done. Okay. And I think in general people are extremely laid back here. Okay. And uh, uh, that's probably the biggest uh, issue. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, times are changing. Yeah. And and the market's changing. Mm -hmm. And for us to actually stay profitable. We have to rethink the way we do things, okay. which means people have to be open-minded to change. Which, yeah. which, in in uh, in this industry, it's it's very hard to uh, Get convey the, the change side of it. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, there are issues. Uh, I think one of the most common issues most uh, planters would say is labor. Yeah. Uh, so yes, there are labor issues, but I think we need to find ways to work around it. Um, so when you say labor issues, is it the availability of it or with the quality of skill or or what exactly is it? I mean, it's a combination of all of these things really. Okay. Availability, skill, yeah. 
but it's 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 very easy to blame these problems. Okay. I think stuff like skill yeah. comes down to how we convey what we want to do and how much time we spend in um, training yeah. uh, the individuals. Yeah. Now, uh, Komal and I are extremely hands-on. Yeah. Um, and uh, during picking, she's picking or on the drying yard uh, and... and uh, so am I, and 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 and, and uh, not picking. Uh, I, uh, I picking is my thing. I love thing. doing it. <laughs> so uh, uh, we are on the drying yard. We are yeah. working with the workers. Yeah. I mean, uh, I pack the bags of coffee myself and help them carry it, yeah. and, and all of these things. We are we are there. We are transporting the coffees. It's it's. I mean, we are one of the workers. Yeah. Um, and and when we're doing that, you know th- this. They sort of get motivated. I mean, yeah. um, I think I think this is something uh, we've been doing from England. Okay. Uh, our, te- our tech company as well. I mean, I'm a developer myself. I still develop, even yeah. though I'm running a company. Yeah. So uh, I believe everyone has to carry their weight. Yeah. Uh, just being a pure manager is quite pointless. Yeah. Uh, you have to be one of the grunt workers. Okay. Um, then you understand the problems on the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, just sitting up and looking down on 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 your workers doesn't really work. At least for me and Komal, it doesn't work. So, for example, the other day, I think it was, um, we w- I was doing some work and and I was with them all day, probably moving the coffees and you know covering up the coffees or whatever it was. So one of one of our older staff said, "Oh, you should you should ask." Uh, Sir, for your daily wage, and I said, I should, I should. He's like, you've been working the whole week, every single day, from eight yeah. o'clock till yeah. whatever time we close up, yeah. and uh, yeah, you should. And I was like, right, you're, you're right. I will ask him for it. Man, no, this is, is, that is just a joke, though. But this is this is so relatable, though, because probably two months ago, uh, I would have not exactly relate to it, mm. but uh, I remember when I was uh, at Kere, and I pretty much worked. So me, so Pranay and I, uh, uh, we both worked at the yard. Uh, I know I was there for like a month in total and every day, 8 o'clock to 5.30, 6 o'clock yeah. until we closed down, I'm there at the mm-hmm. yard. I'm mm-hmm. working. And then since you are working, the staff is also bound to work. Yeah, absolutely. And then they're like, you know, if he can do it, probably I can do it too. Mm. And that also motivates and also it's like, you know, I don't have an excuse to give. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and plus, because you are alongside and... You are also getting the same kind of a tan that they are getting. Oh. Uh, it is interesting. Uh, and plus, you, as, as uh, Akshay said, you get a lot of hands-on thing to the challenges or the uh, things, whatever is going on at the, at the ground level that you mm. come across with. And, um, and that's when you really get the taste of what you can, what you cannot, and whatever it is. But, yeah. And also, you, 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 you know, when you work with... Um, See, in, in, in tech company, you work every day with the other developers. Correct. So you understand whose strengths are where. Correct. With the coffee, it's the same. You're working with them every day. You understand who has, uh, you know, an affinity to what kind of job. Correct. So you then put the right person in the right place. Nice. And and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise they just, you know people and you just say okay I want X, Y and Z to work on the yard. X, yeah. Y and Z may have no capacity to actually work on the yard. Maybe they are good at something else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're hands on with them and then they like it. So one of uh, one of the workers uh, who help on the yard 
And she was like, you know, I would really like to pick. Mm-hmm. So, fine. I mean, if it, if this was a tech company and someone said, you know, I would like to work on this technology, I'll be like, go do it. Makes sense. On the growing side of the estate, like the coffee growing side of it, uh, did you have any prior knowledge about no. the horticulture of it? No. So, how did you... So, we have a consultant. Okay. Uh, and... Uh, when, you know, I'd see some sort of discolored leaf, I'll take a photo and send it to him and say, what the hell's <laughs> happening here? Okay. <laughs> so that's that's how it works. Okay. He so tells me what to put when okay. and why. I mean, yeah. for me, the why is very important. Yeah. Um, and, and if there's an issue, I mean, we are on the estate every day. And if there's a problem, uh, we send him and, and pester him for <laughs> advice. <laughs> okay. He probably hates us, but... <laughs> but that's, that's yeah. how it is supposed to be, no? And a lot of our friends, I mean, if we have yeah. actual questions, then they'll always be there to to kind of answer the question. And we call her, call, so one of our friends who's Pawan, he, he'll always be there to, <laughs> like, answer our questions. And he'd be like, please just go back to London. I'm, I'm done with y'all. <laughs> uh, okay. But, I mean, so that's how, I mean, asking, yeah. uh, just, that's the only way to yeah. go forward, probably. Uh, but in terms of the horticulture of uh, coffee, so growing side of coffee, is there any specific challenge or you think uh, people think that it's a challenge and probably you are not feeling the same? I mean, uh, <laughs> we've had quite a few challenges. This is, uh, to be honest, uh, I wouldn't say it's easy because a lot of it isn't even in your control. Sure. Uh, so how much you can do about it. Yeah. Uh, and eventually each plant is a life and there are umpteen factors that affect these lives and for us to uh, to learn what all of these are in a span of we've been continuously on the estate for the last one year mm-hmm. to learn about all this in one year is close to impossible mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of planters like she said Pavan for example has immense knowledge about the plants itself mm-hmm. I mean he's been doing it for years 20 plus years I guess um, so that is challenging, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's the biggest blocker because there's, you know, I wouldn't call that the the biggest challenge in itself. Okay. But uh, are there people who also come up and ask questions to you guys? People meaning? Like other planters or other growers, they like they come up to you for advice. Yes, and stuff. Yeah. yes, they do, um, and I kind of like. W- I feel like I should I should only impart knowledge that I know and I'm a hundred percent sure of. Uh-huh. So wherever possible, I do give them as much as knowledge as possible and and of what I know. Because you've already done that research. Yes, and <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. but that's that's research, right? Yeah. Like at some point, there is the practical side of Correct. it, and yeah. then I kind of have to kind of ring up, say, be it our our uh, you know consultant or be yeah. it be it power. And be like, yeah. what happened? this happened yeah. and then he they'll probably give us give us an answer mm-hmm. but um, yeah I think I think it's it's more of learning and and being practically on the field to know mm-hmm. because I'm always uh, it's very interesting because I would like to put put Pavan again here is, is when he he kind of explains something to me in terms of why mm-hmm. a coffee is is been pruned in a certain way mm-hmm. And it was so interesting for me mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, can I be your, like, I want to be an intern for a year. And he's like, I don't <laughs> want you in my hair, kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. 
there's think, so much to learn, right? Yeah. yeah. But also, I think there's a substitute for experience. Now, for example, last year we had uh, a planter come by and saw one of, of a bunch of our plants and said, you know, this is leaf rust. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? I mean, I can't tell leaf rust from uh, at that point. Yeah. I was like, bloody hell. So I immediately called the consultant. I was like, you know what? Uh, it looks like we have leaf rust. We've got to do something. So he comes uh, the next, uh, in a few days and says, you know what this is? This is when, when they've applied fertilizer, the urea has fallen on the leaves. It's burnt the leaves. It's not rust. Yeah, so leaf rust normally happens on the bullet side of the mm. leaf. Yeah, but see, there's yeah. some some growers come and looked at it yeah, and he just yeah. made some comment. Yeah. And he himself didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Correct, correct. But this chap has tremendous experience. Yeah. So, uh, I mean... So how do you differentiate that? He he could. I mean, it's, it's see, it's like this. We, we run a te tech services company. Yeah. I've worked with over 50 or 60 different com uh, uh, companies in the last uh, five, six years. Correct. So the number of problems I can address is far more than, let's say, a person who's worked in one company. Correct. Because the only problems he's been exposed to is that one company's Correct. problem. Correct. So this chap has uh, manages maybe seven or eight different estates Correct. in different uh, regions. Yeah. So he's exposed to far more problems. Correct. Uh, so, no, so wh what I mean is like now, for example, tomorrow, let's say, I, I, I somehow inherit a, an estate, okay? I have a coffee estate and I... Let's say I just came down from US. I have no idea about anything to do with coffee. Uh, I come to the estate and I see weird things. And some other planter or grower comes in and says, okay, this is this, this is that. I would honestly blindly believe him yeah. or her because no. he's a planter, right? No, that doesn't matter. It doesn't work that way in anything, right? So let's say, um, okay, now... Let's say you're, you're, you're the coffee expert yeah. and I'm your client. Yeah. I come to you for advice on how to do something with coffee. Yeah. Now, if I hire you, your services, you expect that you listen to me. Correct. That's why you're being Correct. hired. Correct. But if I go and listen to five different people, yeah. then your expertise is worthless. Correct. Absolutely. Correct? Yeah. So it's the same thing. You listen to one person. Yeah. Don't listen to 10 people. That one person may be wrong, but it's okay. But at least it's one But you person. have to listen to one person so you can establish your baseline. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just too much of chaotic information coming from different sources. Places. Yeah. Makes sense. That that does make a lot of sense. I mean, we get told umpteen things by five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different people. Everyone has an opinion. It's like it's like you know, and so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would you like to explain that analogy? No, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. said no using bad words it's in this podcast. It's not a bad word. Good. It's, like it's a actually a part of human body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has one of those. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Makes sense. So, uh, to be honest, I, I don't really entertain yeah. most uh, comments. Okay. I, but um, but let's say if somebody uh, was to seek advice from you, would you be, would you guys be open to it? Yeah, we, we uh, with stuff we know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, for example, our, our raised beds, umpteen people have asked us. We've actually given them extra mesh that we've had. We've given them the entire design. We've given them, uh, you know, scale drawings. <laughs> actually, the, the raised beds that you guys have is pretty, pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to probably uh, take a picture and put it somewhere in the podcast or somewhere on my story or something. It's pretty cool. How Thank you. How did you come up with that design? So, uh, 
his his mechanical engineering degree has come to some some use after all i say uh, i mean to be honest we worked with pawan on this as well yeah so no, yeah. i was trying to get pawan to do the raised beds first so we didn't have to take the brunt of the <laughs> r&d efforts okay. but i mean we went down to uh, jc road in bangalore searching for the right mesh okay and eventually we found a company that that does tea weathering nets okay um i said you know these guys uh, the tea guys have been doing it way before we have correct so they've probably fixed solved this problem already <laughs> so you don't have to invent a new wheel again no so that's we... exactly what i keep saying like there are so many problems that are already solved let's yeah. let's figure out a solution i mean to be that. honest we tried the whole i mean we spoke to a few people last year and they said let's you need to do metal and we tried it it was just ridiculous and stupid and i mean uh didn't really yeah. uh, serve the purpose yeah um so these plastic tea weathering uh, uh, nets were yeah. perfect yeah. so that was the foundation of our raised beds and then we had like this old decrepit uh, labor line that we took down and this beautiful uh, wood uh, for the uh, rafters and the reapers were, mm-hmm. were there and so why don't we repurpose that mm-hmm. uh, uh, into uh, the frames okay and uh, then came to the legs and the legs were uh, ideas of metal and so on or wood wood was going to get hit by termites So yeah. the only thing that worked was plastic so we took plastic pipes and and cut it down and so this entire uh, I don't know if you don't mind sharing how much did it cost to make one bed and so what is the size or yeah, so it's a, it's, it's 5 by 3 okay um i mean we designed it in a way that you know people uh, the average worker can uh, you know so stretch and height. height and how much you can bend over exactly uh, and uh, um including carpentry work the yeah. mesh all of it worked out to close to about 1700 rupees a tray including legs everything uh, like a one ready tray one ready tray which is placed in the ground oh wow okay so everything inclusive worked out about 1700 rupees a tray okay. i uh, looking back i think we can reduce on that cost but so i mean that could also be reduced a little yeah, more yeah i think or different options so we tried one with the metal frame mm mm-hmm. which worked out to about 1800 which mm-hmm. probably uh-huh. is longer lasting okay i mean we had a few dried silver oak in the estate as well which we cut down for this so okay so that's a, like reusing or repurposing yeah, a yeah. lot of things yeah fair enough now i have two questions from this to ask one uh i don't know there is this thought i don't know maybe i'm just biased that people have this thought but i think or i like to think that sadly a lot of people who are in the growing community they have a feeling that if you want to do specialty coffee you have to necessarily invest a lot of money is that true for you guys no definitely no. not yeah. i mean like for example last year when we did anaerobic we took old syntex tanks yeah we cut a hole put in a tap yeah put shellac yeah. and, uh, and and sealant and seal the tap there yeah. at the bottom yeah the top we once we 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 put the coffee in we fill it with water close the top again shellac completely airtight cut a hole put in a breather tube breather tube in water right so essentially when any sort yeah. of expansion it came into the water is a one way valve correct cheap yeah all done no fancy uh, you know steel cylinders uh, so there's cheaper ways of of doing the same correct, thing correct 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 or there's also grain pro bags yeah you can use Just them tie it up and do it yeah so you can get the same results uh, yeah. cheaply I, so that's the one thing that i've been i strongly believe in 
uh, so far i've been doing most of the work on the front side of coffee uh, to do with cafes and and stuff uh, and i always felt that you know you not necessarily have to spend a lot of money to do a specialty cafe for example now that i'm trying to uh, learn and work a little more on the growing side and the processing side of it i have a same feeling that you do not need to necessarily spend a lot of money to buy to do something you know because i think it could be done at a very cheaper uh, rate no so it's a matter of understanding what you want to achieve and and how you go about it i mean uh, you know we tried the whole anaerobic stuff yeah and uh, to be honest you know some of our robustas are being submerged in water for a few yeah. days it's largely yeah. anaerobic but yeah. it's not theoretically fully anaerobic because yeah. you know there's yeah. air I saw exchange that. It happening looks yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, but again it depends on how much you want to put in uh, what your scale is yeah. okay yeah. so the guy we work for uh, for q grading suggested we use green pro as well yeah. i mean i hadn't actually thought of that at the point but it makes complete sense correct uh, because the the as you say the logic is there i mean and yeah, a lot yeah. of science does work in the similar I way i mean right? it's it's like our trays versus you know uh fancy steel trays it's yeah. the same yeah. job yeah the logic is the same it's yeah. supposed to be the same thing okay which brings to me uh, brings to the another question that i have which is like so in terms of all the work that you're doing at the uh farm coffee estate uh and in terms of since you guys have relatively recently started getting very much hands on to it out of a 100% how much percentage of knowledge is from google how much percentage of knowledge is from a consultant how much percent of of uh, knowledge is from reading through materials and literature and how much it is from people wow it's hard to quantify question. yeah just a relative uh, or an abrupt approximation no, see it's it's uh, it's really impossible i'd say it's really impossible to come up with this because um again the amount of documented knowledge online is very limited on on for example fermentation mm-hmm. the effect of of uh, i mean take something simple as soaking uh, coffee in water and the other day when i looked at it there are three different papers all saying different things correct right yeah so now what do you use as your baseline yeah now also uh, i think it's it's really all of that plus experiences yeah. i mean see uh, i'm quite anti uh, uh, anaerobic okay because none of the anaerobics we did last year actually resulted in a better coffee okay so better coffee in terms of the cup. taste okay okay right in terms of cup and yeah. we, uh, and not just from from the q grader we work with but also we tried it ourselves yeah i mean cupping is a different well you know none of both of us we just brew the coffee we taste it we like it or we don't like it so it's pretty simple as that right it's yeah. as simple as that at the end of the day i think we both are and we our consumers well, right and yeah and we send our samples to other yeah. buyers as well and no one seemed to like it yeah okay. and 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 it's really uh, forget the scores forget everything else at the end of the day if you drink that coffee it doesn't put a smile on your face i don't think so it's yeah that's that's a very basic and a very simple way to look at coffee right yep. yeah and uh, so again a lot of the stuff is we hear it mm-hmm. or we read it and then we try it mm-hmm. and then we come to a conclusion so that's that's like practically doing an r&d like oh shit this works yeah, yeah, so, so i mean i think uh, i think we are largely like an r&d type of state at this point okay i mean i think most of our coffee i mean even our robustas this year yeah. i told you uh, the entire thing <laughs> is being basically done yeah. in a speciality manner without yeah. knowing if it's going to sell or not yeah you good balls to do that well i'd say we have the luxury to do that yeah <laughs>
in a way, yes, that's that's so true. I mean, that, yes. sadly, not many other people have that, but mm-hmm. but you could just try it and see. So, so I mean, like uh, in a way, either way, we're so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, With it, without it, it doesn't make much difference. <laughs> So when you guys got into uh, this is specifically about Mulemane. Hey? So when you guys were to sell the coffees, uh, did you take into consideration that you're going to be selling a lot of commodity coffee as well, or was I'd that not in the calculation at all? You mean this year or the prior years or prior years and this year, like I when mean, you started off? When we started off, I mean, come on, we didn't know we were going to even do specialty or anything. We started off as as because. somebody liked our coffee and okay. we we gave it okay. we really didn't know oh we are a fancy something something no it's it's it wasn't like that and okay. and i don't think so it's like that even now i think it's if the coffee tastes good yeah. people like it it's it's there and we can sell it okay. if it's not good and at times i mean last year we had a lot of rains mm-hmm. we actually called up one of our buyers and said you know what we've had a lot of rains we don't know if the coffee is going to be any good uh, would you still like to take it and he was extremely kind enough to say that you know if as long as it tastes like coffee i'm happy to buy it and because you've just called me and told me this i'm more than happy to take your coffee wow you know that is that is a kind of it's more like a trust building exercise Correct. and and a partnership more than just plain yeah selling. just selling it trade like yeah. you say and, and to be honest i think even if the special uh, if the commodity price matched our specialty prices we'll still be doing specialty because inherently we are both people who like the whole b2c aspect of it we like building brands we like yeah. building relationships yeah we both largely believe that is the journey rather than just a destination okay If I w- if if we weren't hands-on here, mm-hmm. it would be a very boring affair and w- and a very boring journey. Correct. And uh, it makes it so much more worthwhile when you have buyers who call up and say, you know what, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Or you have you have you know comments like on 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 curveball last. Correct. That's, correct, that's, correct. It makes it all yeah, worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People are blown away with that. Like especially that. And uh, I remember. The first time ever I tasted mind blown, mind equal to blown yeah, from. That year was time. better than last year, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> the first year was way better than last. Year. So I, I, I probably tasted the first year's crop. Mm. Uh, I remember that was the first time I met Akshay. Yeah. Uh, uh, not just Akshay, the other Akshay, mm-hmm. Akshay from Kapi Kotai, and I remember I met met him in Bangalore, and uh, the first time I met him, he came down with two packets of coffee. One was uh, mind equal to blown. and the other one i don't remember was it was it dark 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 or was it something else and he just gave it to me and at that point i knew he was roasting in a in a oven, oven yeah and for me it did not really matter i mean like mm. i was like you know as far as it's coffee i'm willing to try and see how it is and i remember i took it to a uh, uh, coffee brewing community that we have in bombay led by mehul mm. and I, d- i was doing some workshop there and right out of the workshop i said you know i have something interesting to for you to try and i made the coffee and they 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 loved it mm. and then i told them oh you know what this is roasted in an oven <laughs> and uh, they could not believe it. like oh this is so cool mind equal to blown for me was like pure as mango candy mm. okay and that is something that i did not see in any other indian coffee at at that point so that does mean that you know there's something interesting happening at the farm now having said that which is probably a couple of lots that you I mean that's exceptionally good, and probably this is one of the biggest ones. When we talk about the C price, mm. which is 
probably the talk of town for a lot of countries now. Yeah. What What is your take on the sea price? For Arabica or Robusta or both? Both. Well, Arabica is to disconnect from the sea price. Yeah. I'm a big propagator of uh, cost of cultivation plus profit equals to cost of Arabica. Okay. I mean, uh, look at this way. If a coffee roaster can can run it that way, so should the coffee grower. Correct. Right. That's a very interesting perspective that you've put in. I mean, if if uh, coffee roasters are have the balls to basically say, you know, cost of cultivation plus profit, yeah. and cost of cultivation should include the grower salary. Yeah. Plus profit. Yeah. Equals to what yeah. we'll pay you. Yeah. Trust me, we'll have a much better quality Arabica coming out there. But also the growers have to understand that. So okay. it's a lot of education on both sides. So as of now, do you kind of mean to say that your cost of production is higher than the sea price? At this point, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, but that's really our problem. I mean, generally you're going to do cost of production based on acreage. Our acreage isn't really producing as much as it should. Okay. So... What do you think would be an ideal production in, in an acre of Arabica, let's say? So, rule of thumb is 500 kgs of parchment. Okay. Right, is a good yield is what from most people will say, from an acre of Arabica. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, 500 kgs of parchment is what? I've got to do the math, yeah? <laughs> in terms of fruit. Well, let's talk in parchment terms. Yeah, just like yeah, parchment so is basically... Now, yeah, so, for example, last year, we had 173 kgs of parchment per equivalent acre. per acre. Okay. So that's less than half of yeah. what it could I, I think I think most people would think 350 kgs of parchment comes from an uh, acre of Arabica and they'd be happy. Correct. That's uh, the number I've normally heard of. Yeah. 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 So 350 people would be happy. 500 is a bumper crop. Yeah. Uh, there are uh, uh, previous years when it's 700. Okay. Uh, now this year, ours is probably dismal. Okay. Now... Now, if you look at any business, you could say this is a bad year for business. Yeah. But uh, the price can't reflect that because as a business, some years are good, some years are bad. Correct. But if, if you take uh, a certain output uh, of, say, 350 to 500, yeah. then the C price is, is quite decent uh, in, in, in that respect. Okay. And I don't know if you, if you are okay to share that, but... Roughly or approximately, how do you calculate your cost of production per kg? Or I mean, we know how much we spend per year. Okay. And we know what our output of fruit or okay. uh, parchment or cherry or whatever it is. Yeah. And you just do the math. And this higher than the sea price that we have. Yes. So, is that one of the motivation to make sure that you sell it, sell most of your coffee in the specialty market? Okay, now look at it this way. If our specialty uh, coffee sales will probably bring us... 2 lakhs more for the estate per year, <laughs> which is really nothing. Okay. You're talking about this magnitude that's yeah. negligible. Yes. Yeah. It's not really. Yeah. Uh, so then what motivates? Like I said, it's brand building. It's a journey. Okay. And uh, again, when we come to a point where we are actually producing, mm -hmm. it's see, this business is a business of scale. Okay. Which is why I'm not a big fan of micro and nano lots in that sense. Because it's not it's not a viable business. Okay. If you do something, it has to be scalable. The only way a coffee grower is going to make money is if they basically scale. Okay. So if you're able to scale, you can make money. Exactly. Simple business. Uh, then, then it makes it sustainable. Fair enough. How do you take time to 
not do coffee things here at the estate because it must be like 24/7 coffee is it we're always doing coffee things yeah yeah i mean at this point i'm yeah either i'm brewing something or i'm i'm talking to somebody about coffee or yeah. i'm are you posting about coffee or i'm posting about coffee or i'm reading about coffee yeah i think at this point of time i think like even the other day i was just telling him that even in my dreams i can see a drying yard and what they're doing so like literally just for two days we were in 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 uh, bangalore and and those two days i didn't get sleep not even for a second because all everything that was in my dreams was all about coffee and the, what's happening on the drying yard uh, so it's consumed me so much at this point of time that i actually should at some point take a break wow that's <laughs> but it's good i think yeah. i think it's 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 good it should be like that I'm 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 happy I'm not complaining about it. But do you think like you would require some time off from the coffee thing that's happening or is you okay with it? I think I'm I'm okay with it. I'd like to go back to London at some point of time and and go back to my London life for some for some time once this pandemic is over. Yeah. But are you still based out of London technically? Uh yes and no. I mean this whole year we've been here. Correct. So so yeah. I mean it's it's uh, we have to go back both our businesses are there so uh, what do you like more staying in london staying here i'm enjoying this yeah. trust me i'm enjoying this i'm i'm absolutely loving it to be honest she's enjoying this more than i am really <laughs> <laughs> i'm it's loving very it surprising. yeah wow that's that's nice apart from my apart from my wines and cheese which is yeah. which is okay i uh, think we can we can we can like Uh, let let that go a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I think I'm I'm enjoying it a lot here. Wow. Okay. Do you guys? So this is something that is this particular question is something that I've asked uh, uh, Deepika and Sai before when they were on podcast. So I see a lot of not as lot, but I see fair number of couples who are at the uh, estate, and normally both the parties, both the uh, uh, people. they are very much invested into coffee that's the, and that's where i've seen a lot of successful coffee companies but do you guys uh, out of both of you who is more the decision making person and who is more of like decision seeking person that's a good question as well i think uh, that's a tough one <laughs> yeah <laughs> no um it depends on what right okay. now the way are so comals the final say on everything coffee related Yeah. But let's yeah because let's be honest yeah. that the coffee estate yeah. is not just a coffee estate the real value here is in the land. Okay. And that's why most coffee let's growers are holding on to Correct. it. Correct. So with ownership of land comes other problems which is what I take care of. Okay. Where that where that these kind of things is what I look into. Okay. And where that's concerned I'm the uh, I have the last say. Okay. When it comes to coffee how it's done how it's processed how all of that mm-hmm. it's all oh, interesting i would have not known that or for a thought of it like that i mean i'm giving a requ- i'm i'm given the requirements yeah. you need to get this done <laughs> <laughs> okay you feel the same yeah um yeah i suppose yeah. i mean like i know what the what what our roasters want or mm-hmm. what what the market is looking for yeah. and and that's where like you know he he feels like oh the naturals are so much more effort and i keep saying that no i mean 
people like this coffee yeah. if you stop doing it you, you it's, it's not you you don't it's it, there are lots of other guys as well who are doing great great, great coffees yeah. so it's it, you've got a skill you need to hold on to it yeah. and you need to hone it yeah. and you need to make sure that that you produce good quality coffees so for me it's like you know keep pushing him and <laughs> get, yeah, get the good quality coffees out <laughs> I told you I'm not doing nationals anymore. Wow. So I said no. I I I need it. <laughs> so yeah, I think when it comes to decision making, yeah. probably in terms of at least for South India Coffee Company, it's yeah, you. It's definitely me. Nice. Who is the lazy out of both of you? Me. Yeah. Are you though? Uh, not really. <laughs> I I mean I I mean I see both of you pretty active. I I could I could just sit. So he even if he's on a holiday and he wants to like chill, chill he won't chill. Okay. I can I can sit down by the beach, have a glass of wine, relax, take it easy for the rest of the day, go to the spa. Yeah. But he would never do that. He'd be like, oh let's go this, let's do this, blah 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 blah. He'll have like an itinerary planned for it. Nice. I mean that's just being active but uh, okay, nah, not it's lazy. a it's a holiday you need to chill <laughs> but yeah lazy yeah, yeah i yeah. don't think so no, no, think both of us are not lazy yeah, i think we're think both so. like yeah doing something all the time so, so now we, we need a little in. <laughs> i mean yeah something that gives you the kick yeah. Yeah. yeah now that both of you guys are like 24/7 into coffee uh what is that one thing that is not coffee that you like to think do read or do something some other passion or something that you like which is not coffee well i i i mean i do enjoy my running which i haven't done in a really long time okay. shooting and and yeah so we both shoot trap yeah. trap and skeet so we okay. we do enjoy that we haven't done that again we do that very regularly in in london okay um but we haven't done that uh, in a long time so for you it's the running let's say it's actually it's it's shooting it's it's trap and skeet we both i really enjoy it he yeah. got me hooked to it and uh, now i'm i'm enjoying it yeah yeah about 3 years ago 4 years ago i don't know new yeah what about you so a bit of shooting and uh, um i'm super interested in mechanical watches okay that's something that you're looking yeah, but in, in england you know we have a lot more people to sort of talk to about these yes. strange quirky yeah uh, hobbies here it's far more <laughs> limited <laughs> nice when it comes to uh, coffee do you think a lot of information is readily available in the country it's available online right like in the country i yes i mean if you go and ask coffee board i'm sure they'll be they they've more than uh, they're very supportive of answering your questions or even giving you the information mm-hmm. oh come on open the browser go to google.com and... like i said it is available online but yeah. if we ask in the country it, it is the the main source of information probably is going to be coffee board okay. of india and yeah. if you ha- if you go up to them they are they are very very uh, i'm sure they they they're more than happy to help in whatever way they are okay uh so if at all somebody new us to somebody like you guys were to come up and probably start working at a estate what would be the top 3 piece of advices wow 
then you need to get your hands dirty yeah you need to be there every day every single day through like this year we were there through the monsoons and everything mm-hmm. i think it's important to just just weather it out and be miserable in the rain and <laughs> all of that okay you need uh, shit loads of liquidity yeah yeah i mean if if depend on the size <laughs> <laughs> okay be open to to the change like akshay said you know you have to be open it's it's there is a lot of innovative processes out there and if you have a readily available coffee plantation which mm-hmm. is kind of handed down to you mm-hmm. you have to be innovative with it okay. you can't just be sitting in your little yeah bubble where you know oh and i'm just going to sell to commodity no you, the world's your oyster you can actually just put your estate on the map mm-hmm. or on the world i mean and, and also sort of be open to collaborations be open to talking to people yeah uh, everyone has a different way to approach doing stuff correct now we have a friend uh, who 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 has his own coffee estate he also roasts and sells his own coffee mm-hmm. and he's made himself quite you know successful by doing that mm-hmm. he's not focusing on super specialty he's selling normal coffee mm-hmm. but the fact that he roasts most of his coffee and sells it makes his estate profitable correct we've gone down this route other some 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 other friends of ours have gone down uh, not so niche speciality but speciality mm-hmm. uh, but in ter- ter- terms of volume so everyone has their own journeys okay so okay. figure out yours don't latch on to somebody else's okay. understand where you want to be understand what makes you tick okay find your niche and there's i mean enough of this like like you know she's selling coffees right we'll send four, she'll send four or five different coffees to one roaster and a lot of people might not even like our coffees mm. but they like someone else's correct and that's fine because you know it's taste yeah and this could be in specialty or find your own way of doing business some people are, uh, some coffee uh, growers are opening coffee shops mm-hmm. and doing direct to market yeah there's just different ways to there are op- yeah. many ways to skin a cat no yeah and uh, are there any mistakes that you guys have done that all the time plenty <laughs> any couple of them you worth sh- mentioning you should ask you should ask us how, what have you done right <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a smaller list <laughs> now but if you had to like talk about two of your uh, most learnt uh, or eventful coming back to the coffee estate is number 1 <laughs> 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 i'm i'm joking but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay but anything that you could share so that people would keep that in mind probably picking a process that's not very scalable <laughs> <laughs> okay i think uh, it's it's uh, well oh good it's a good question i i want to think about it like like he said you know you need to if if you have process it needs to be scalable mm-hmm. and it's really important because you need to have if you have a, for example like he says that you know uh, i'm going to give you a good quality coffee nonetheless yeah. but for me i think it's consistency mm-hmm. is it plays a big part okay um and yeah. scalability okay so i think we need to understand how we need to scale okay uh, since we've come back we need to understand how we can scale further um 
the become mistakes that we've done akshay you, this this Probably list is too long i think we need also to investing kind of see we spent a bit of money on the drying yard and stuff which we could have avoided and probably built another uh, worker quarters okay uh, storage our storage is a bit of a mess okay uh, we need better storage i mean like i said it's a very long list now we yeah. uh, we've gone and dug a lake but again the lake is next to our storage so we've had a bit more moisture yeah. creeping in but the thing is that was a wetland so it's yeah. a perfect place for a lake correct but then there's this building here so this yeah. is you know maybe better planning in terms of infrastructure as well yeah so like i said there are umpteen different uh, mistakes <laughs> the list goes on i mean our our a block that robusta should have been arabica <laughs> our arabica block has less shade than our robusta block <laughs> <laughs> now you know there's there's a whole lot of things that need to be righted okay let me let me rephrase the question <laughs> again what are the two most rightful thing that you've done that you think people should do it to concentrate on on the quality of even if it's a very small lot mm-hmm. put your effort and love in, in it and and it will it'll actually be fine the coffee will be good i think that's important okay so i think like he said you know when we did that that little tiny lot of 500 kilos or even that that excels a lot it was we put in our personal time and effort yeah. and and, knew and it exactly shows what we did yeah. with it yeah and that's and if we can do that even if we just you know keep doing like smaller 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 lots of it or you know slowly at some point yeah we will reach a certain size but mm-hmm. it's about doing it consistently but doing it well okay i mean i, I don't think many g- people would understand this but it's not about the money i mean eventually it is yes but um i strongly believe that if you believe enough in something you'll find a market for it at your price okay therefore understand what you want from that coffee i mean we yeah. spoke about this earlier yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Uh, my with my granddad for example he drank tea at home like a lot of coffee planters and only when he went out in public he drink coffee yeah and i mean this is a very indian thing where tea drinking was is is what most people end up drinking yeah now how do you hope to make something quality if you don't like what you're trying to make correct 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 so if it's if it's if it's, if you're doing something like speciality just because you think it's going to lead to higher returns chances are it's not correct i mean is with anything the more especially especially the more niche you go the more sort of in love you should be with what you're doing correct when it's forced it's probably would not make that much sense yeah because then you're competing way. with people who actually like what they're doing correct that that's a very nice way to put it out nice uh so komal yeah what has been your most amazing cup of coffee so far hmm so this we we had our coffee in roasted by one of our roasters mm-hmm. in the uk and it was i i have to say it was us <laughs> because it was so good and i could, we couldn't believe we were drinking our coffee because he said oh my god this tastes like strawberries and milk and it was just amazing like oh, that's just just like the nicest cup of coffee we've had the second cup of nicest coffee we've had was in uh, at london coffee festival um it was at one of these stalls and and cupped it and i thought this is amazing and 
we both thought it was a natural but it was a washed and it was i i don't remember what origin it was peruvian peruvian okay peruvian, it was by yeah. roaster in oakland and oh, it was absolutely delicious delicious and yeah. of course we did end up buying a bag of it and getting going happy back home nice and i mean to be honest uh, the the most special anything is about how it made you feel at that point correct and the experience that it yeah and it's yeah. a combination of different things yeah. i'm quite sure if i had the same cup of coffee again i wouldn't think the same thing probably yeah i mean at that point we had very little experience as well yeah. we had tried very few coffees mm. um i mean i really like this this the same roaster who komal was talking about he tried our coffees last year yeah. and he very eloquently said you know this coffee isn't as good as the previous the, but the previous year was. sort of knocked our socks off Okay. And for anything to actually match that is close to impossible because that was like a one off. Okay. So I'm not saying it's bad but it's it didn't give I don't want to expect the same thing because for it to do the same thing again correct would be asking too much of it. Correct. correct. So I think that's the case with a lot of the coffees now our yeah. expectations of coffees is different. Yeah. So to get impressed is much harder than it was in the past. So let me ask you a different question to you. What was the worst cup of coffee that you had that you paid for? <laughs> He pays for a lot not of a expensive coffees in the UK. What is the worst not, one? And, uh, Probably do not mention the roastery or like, but yeah, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> or you I think, can. I, I, I think okay. I, for, I, let me give you. Let me twist that slightly. Yeah. The most underwhelming uh, yeah. uh, area yeah. is Ethiopia for me. Okay. In general, I don't like any of their coffees. Okay. Like. I love their coffee. I, like I think it. I think it tastes very much like our our coffee. It doesn't make me think. Now, uh, as 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 uh, what makes me really go like wow in general is the Yemenis. Wow. But I also like the story from Kima. <laughs> But again, when you buy something, it's not just it's just not it's everything put together. Yeah. yeah. Especially the more into something you are. Then you start, you know. So we met the, the, cha- the Chapuran scheme a few times, a different this thing, and I think he's a great guy. I love his YouTube, uh, his Instagram account, and everything that he's doing, and that adds to what I'm drinking. That entire story is there in that cup. Yeah. Interesting. But and Ethiopia is a Akshay is a sucker for a all story. these stories. Okay, I'm a sucker yeah. for a story. Yeah. But Ethiopians in general, I've never had Ethiopian and said, "Oh my God, I really love this." No, that's never happened. So I think far. I like Ethiopians. Yeah, I like Ethiopians as well. I mean, they they're nice and fruity and like I I like their coffee. But I would also say, uh, initially, a lot of times I did like Ethiopian also because there was so much hype about it as well. Hmm. Like people around me at that point, I remember like, oh, Ethiopian is like amazing, and and I was like, if I did not enjoy, probably I did not know coffee. Hmm. That that was one of my first experiences as well. uh but i mean i do i do like ethiopian naturals for example i do love them they're amazing but i i i also find uh every time i try to find a new origin i think i'm just blown away like couple of years ago and I, i remember i tried a uh, a burundi and then once i remember i tried a rwandan coffee and every time i try a new origin i was like oh this is so cool so it's not just ethiopia anymore mm I know that you know that different origins who also have like amazing coffees and uh, probably something like that would happen with uh, uh, Indian coffees at some point as well. I mean the Rwandan's Burundian coffees are beautiful. Yeah. I love Not I the love underwhelming them. is Blue Mountains. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and the Hawaiians. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> the best roasters in India. Oh, um, I mean, have to say Kapi Kotai. Shout okay. out to Kapi Kotai, of course. Yeah. He's he's doing an. I think we've seen his graph, and it's it's been amazing yeah. to see how he's transformed yeah. as a roaster. Nice. Uh, it's been amazing. Um, I I have to be very very honest. I yeah. we haven't tried a lot of different roasters, but actually. But the the, the one coffee that I sort of really liked, yeah. I don't know who roasted it. Probably roasted locally is Ratnagiri's stuff. I mean, that stuff yeah. is good. So yeah, yeah so Ratnagiri, uh, Ratnagiri was they they were kind enough. Mr. Ashok Patre was kind enough to send us some coffees last year. The black year. honey is the one that you tried. The yeah, black yeah, I honey, loved it. nice. I liked yeah. it too. And that was beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we both enjoyed it. I'm waiting to. I mean, I think a lot of the other ones have a lot of hype around them. Yeah. These guys actually live up to the hype. Yeah. Uh, I, that was that was beautiful. Also, um, we had a coffee, the the whiskey barrel aged by Ganga oh, in uh, Coffee Mechanics. Yeah. That was lovely as well. We enjoyed that. I think I, I you think, enjoyed it. Yeah. I think I liked it. It was one yeah. of the really good yeah. whiskey barrel aged yeah, coffees. Yeah, that was nice. Not overpowering and stuff. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Cool. Thank you very much. It was lovely chatting with uh, both of you. It's been lovely chatting with Bini. I've, we've known him for a long time now. I think we've chatted with him ever since na uh, Mind Equal to Blown yeah, uh, yeah. started yeah. <laughs> with uh, Kavi Kotai. Yeah. And it's been an it's been an interesting journey. We've we've learnt a lot, and I think it's it's uh, we have to keep the Indian coffee trend going upwards <laughs> and keep the keep the quality as as high as possible, possible yeah. learn about defects as well yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> cool thank you very much thank you for having us so that was it from akshay uh, and komal from uh, south india coffee company i hope you guys enjoyed this episode as well um, again a lot of knowledge a lot of interesting take on coffee uh, from a different angle and a perspective uh, yeah like always if you do have feedback please do share with me if you uh, if you would like to have some other kind of content on the podcast please feel free to uh, let me know i will try my best to do that and uh, yeah like always remember let's make coffee simple <laughs>